a playlist original. ready to be petty welcome back to another episode of rtbb i am so glad you're here before we get to today's episode with sicily i just want to share a few things this episode is a wild ride i i don't think it's actually as tangential as i thought it was when i edit it but it's defo like we we go on some some tangents for sure so i hope you enjoy it i just wanted to give you a heads up to expect that we talk about Britney Spears's wedding I don't talk about the Jason Alexander of it all um it's such a just dark stain on that day and I don't know I just didn't really want to talk about it but I know uh Beyond the Blinds covered a bit of that on their last episode and I'm sure there's lots of articles that you can look online about her ex-husband uh breaking into her house uh to quote-unquote save her from her wedding so just wanted to let you know about that and then two quick things I kind of talk shit about video podcasts on here and just believe me when I say that it's all out of um jealousy (laughs) there's no shame um no shame what am I saying like it's something bad um there's nothing wrong with video podcasting um I honestly think RTBB would be be so much better because I feel like my facial expressions and like hand gestures are honestly sometimes better than what I say but um I'm just jelly it's so much more work it's such a different skill set and maybe that will be coming to like a patreon near you (laughs) one of these days that's that's the dream truly also to live in an apartment big enough to have like a small like video studio so anyways I just wanted like I sound like such a bitter Betty so I just wanted to like point that out and then the last thing is is I feel like I also shit on using like online interactions as social interactions and that's not the same or that's not true at all especially because most of my social interactions now are online I think especially coming out of the pandemic I think it's where I I'm feeling bad about that is like when you conflate the two because there are differences in the two they're not the same and I feel like sometimes I'm like oh I'm getting enough social interaction with people because I'm talking to people online and then it's like no what I really need is like to be with people in in my real life and I think that um knowing the difference for me is really good is like okay right now Or like today I need to go see my friends, like go over to one of their houses. Or it's like today I'm okay to stay at home and just like talk to people online. I also saw this really funny TikTok and it was like talking about how someone's therapist suggested that they go on walks to like be more present. And then the person was like, okay, like that sounds like a great idea. Before I go on the walk, I should find a podcast to listen to, (laughs) which is just so totally me. And yeah, maybe that could be one of our summer goals of just like going like on an unplugged walk and like taking note of like the flowers and like the 
birds chirping like how sad is my life that I have to like actually plan that out but that's just the way it is okay last exciting thing I posted on my Instagram but in case you didn't see it or missed it I have Chloe from Too Hot to Handle and The Circle as my guest in two weeks I'm gonna be doing a Q&A box on Instagram and I'll tweet it too but if you have any questions or topics you would like me to discuss with Chloe, please reach out because I'm building us an outline this week. Okay, let's get to the show. Here's my conversation with Cicely. I'm back with a very special guest. Cicely is here. Cicely, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Excited to be back after a 90 episode hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, like literally. This isn't a call out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, just happy to be here. Where were you for for three years? Just doing my thing, literally. You know. Literally, I think like you're the first guest that has come back after such a hiatus, and I feel like I was like talking myself up so much. I was like, oh, like I'm like a pro now, like it's a well-oiled machine, and then it was like the bumpiest ride to get here. <laughs> Like, that's cool I think you are a well machine I believe the propaganda like I think that's happening <laughs> yeah. maybe the ride is a little bumpy but we are here and currently podcasting so that's I mean what else can you ask for that's true that's true I saw I was in my hometown last week and I saw one of my like childhood friends mm-hmm. high school friends and she was like oh I listened to the pod and like so funny every time a guest comes on they're like you're so organized and I'm just like <laughs> laughing in my head and I was like Ugh. I mean can't say the same for today. Like, you know what it's brutal. like we just do our best hey? absolutely so last time you were on the pod which I I believe was 2019 in the before times in the before times right? oh my god we're different people genuinely it's been such a while yeah it's like when, yeah. when you get to the end of high school and you're like wow what a crazy ride like let's keep in touch over the summer what a good time it's been like- <laughs> yeah. peace <laughs> oh you know what was it hillary uh Lindsay- oh my god i'm already messing up but um hillary duff in in the lizzie mcguire show was like you wrong don't ever change and she like wrote that in every single yearbook anyway that's cultural touchstone in my life anyway oh yeah absolutely when we recorded we a were huddling over a single (laughs) microphone that I bought off Craigslist just the glory days (laughs) I had never even done a zoom recording at that I didn't know I don't think I knew what zoom was yeah I recorded only in person in the Skype era (laughs) yes literally how did Skype fall off like that They had the biggest head start and just fumbled the bag. They were the only ones in the game. I know, I know. This is their moment. It's it's so embarrassing. I know, it's like they needed a global pandemic to really pop off and they just like... I actually think that someone should do some research into that. Like literally, how did that happen? I'm sure some like business bro did like a presentation yeah. at like a conference. So, like, uh. Absolutely. <laughs> so when we recorded last, we were talking about Twilight. Are you still mm-hmm. into Twilight? Well, of course. It's been, I mean, when yeah, did it okay. come? <laughs> when did that come? It was like 2009. Yeah. So we, we were talking about it 10 years, like post Right. right. <laughs> In my head, I was speculating. I was like, wow, 20 years since it came out. <laughs> 
So I, I guess, was thinking the same. It's been a long two years. <laughs> but um fuck, I know. But no, I'm absolutely still into Twilight. I, I go like I think like a lot of us, we I go through kind of this phase where I will watch it every year. Mm-hmm basically mm-hmm. and so i'm not in my rewatch season right now but i do think it's coming on maybe late summer early autumn <laughs> yeah yeah okay i feel that mm-hmm. yeah i i definitely feel like i go through phases too and then we also talked about coachella do you still want to go because i really do not want to go anymore yeah honestly i like i haven't listened to those episodes back <laughs> no. and and i i don't know what i would have said about coachella i i guess i we wanted were to like, go yeah, we were like eager beavers. We were dreaming up what we would wear. I was like, I would wear space buns and like, like gems on my face. Honestly? And you were like, that's so cool. <laughs> and was I wrong? <laughs> I mean, the look was the look. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually was listening to, it might have been your podcast, but I feel like I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Coachella and kind of how much it's changed I do think it was actually your podcast so this is kind of self-referential but um love that I yeah I certainly agree like I think it's interesting it was uh a different feeling like I never went to Coachella but it definitely felt yeah different in the social arena I think before COVID but this new this post-COVID Coachella definitely felt much more like um corporate I don't know yes which is kind of yeah it was just like people at corporate events taking pictures in their like outfits yeah and like I find there was like a veneer that people were like this is so much fun you want to be here but then I felt like this year there was also like because and we're gonna talk about this but social Mm -hmm. media it's very popular to be like real about your like experiences (laughs) I'm putting quotes I don't know why but like (laughs) I feel like now people are like, I had blisters. I was dehydrated. Like someone like stepped on my foot. I was like sweating. (laughs) I didn't get to see the performer I wanted to. Like it, I don't know. Lost in the Mojave Desert. Just. Yeah. Yeah. I was lost. I lost my friends. Like. Yeah. yeah, Some weird man approached me. Like. It's actually such a good point to bring up. Like I I hadn't really connected those two factors. I I guess you're right. Because I. Because, I mean, social media in the mid-2010s definitely was much more of a of a performance, I guess. I mean, it's still always sort of a performance, but, yeah, that's interesting that maybe that's why we're seeing the, the rough underbelly that is Coachella. <laughs> yes, literally. And, Kay, we should talk about that performance of social media later because I've, yeah. I've got some things to say. Yes, of course. Do you want to tell the listeners anything about yourself, like where you um, where question. you live, what you're what you're studying? What I don't know how we know each other. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. Yes. So I'm a student. I am Canadian. <laughs> Love that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing graduate studies in Montreal. Montreal is not the Montreal. Like the don't say. Um, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say we're gonna get canceled. Like we're already canceled for like. But literally every time I say Montreal, I'm like Montreal. Of course, New France. Yeah. <laughs> when I was moving, I kept saying I was moving to New France. Maybe yeah, I, I, it wasn't the vibe. <laughs> people, yeah, people, people are, are so like funny here. no. no. no, no, no. <laughs> they say no. Yeah. <laughs> Mais non. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm in Montreal. Um, 
what else about me? Yeah, so we met, we both worked uh, at the same university in Victoria, BC, which was great. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. how I ha happened to find myself on good old episode nine of a little show people know <laughs> as RT wait, no, RTBP. Good God. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I guess what else is there to say? The rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. Okay, I want to ask you this because yes. I do ha know people that live in Montreal, mm -hmm. Montreal, um, but I'm like too embarrassed to ask them. You certainly go right ahead. <laughs> but you're, you're an Anglophone, right? Yes. You're monolingual. Okay, so like yeah. what's the like vibe? Because like when I, I've been to Montreal and I obviously went to like some restaurants and shit that were like oh, French speaking only. But mm -hmm. then like I feel like I'd be like English, <laughs> Anglais, <laughs> and they would like Anglais, s'il vous plaît. Yeah, you got it. And they would like um, they would just Adapt. know English at least like yeah, like at least restaurant language. Yeah. But what's it like living there as an Anglophone? Like, do you go into stores where they know no English? Well, I live in the downtown area, so that part is, mm -hmm. it's like, it's very bilingual, the downtown area, even yeah. potentially there are sections, I think, that are just basically English speaking. Um, so, yeah. and I, and my school is like in the downtown area as well. So I end up spending most of my time in this sort of section of Montreal. And so it hasn't been a barrier to me at all. Like, although I think because I work through the university, um, yeah. It's not as much of a barrier. Like if I was out trying to find a job not associated right. with the university, I think that would be a much bigger challenge because I just speak English. And I I think there are jobs you could find that you can just speak English for, but I don't think there are many. I'm not sure. So I guess all is to say it's like kind of just from my own perspective. I don't think my perspective is really the universal experience in Montreal, but right. but I haven't had a real challenge. Like it's, it's interesting. Um, how not a challenge it's been <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody speaks english also and i guess that's i mean <clears throat> for those who maybe are not as familiar with montreal or anything i think there's always been a sort of history historical and current kind of tension with that reality mm -hmm. of like the balance between english and french as mm -hmm. as quebec's primary language or i guess it's bilingual mm -hmm. but it's heavily mm -hmm. francophone it's the only province well it's the main province in Canada that's yeah. French speaking. Yeah. I think there's parts of Ontario yeah. that there's like yeah, some rural like parts. Yeah, like New Brunswick and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, for those who are less aware of it, yeah, I guess there was recently a bill that's um, being passed that's making it more challenging for English to be taught in mm, Montreal or just in Quebec, I believe. So In Quebec, yeah. So there's kind of things happening around the language and the culture, and I think that Quebec is trying to maintain its francophoneness and um mm -hmm. i don't know if i have very informed opinions other than that but it's sort of interesting being here in this time and not speaking french <laughs> and and yeah. being like oops sorry for maybe like <laughs> watering down the culture but also I, yeah. but i'm also canadian <laughs> i don't know like we're all canadian so <laughs> yeah yeah kind of an, it's an interesting so place interesting. yeah do you feel like you're picking up more french i mean definitely i um <laughs> brag i had a dream the other day where i spoke french <laughs> But it was literally like me at a restaurant be like, s'il vous plaît, je voudrais un croissant. But I dreamt it. Yeah. So you know how they always say, I think when you're learning language, it's like a good sign when you dream in the language. So it is. I was feeling accomplished. 
And like Montreal also is like a big metropolitan. Like obviously yeah. it'd be different if you were like in rural Quebec. Oh like, my god, yeah. I think even yeah. Quebec City, the other large yeah, metropolitan is, city, is much more yeah. francophone. Yeah, I just remember being there and I was like, like people, you'd walk into a store and they would just like start speaking French to yeah. you. And you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's still that's still the case. And I have like this is hopefully not, you know. Uh, Quebec slander, but but there's a little bit of sass you get if you don't really speak French right away, which I think people, yeah, people know yeah. about that, that. Yeah, so I've had that instinct. I think people know about <laughs> yeah. the, the Quebecois attitude. Je vie. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I remember like trying to get on a bus and the bus driver said something to me in French, but I responded in Spanish because. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I've had that because, before too. <laughs> like it's so similar and you're like yeah. and I don't know my brain just like thinks I don't know that it's if it's like another language I'll just answer in Spanish I guess this I don't is, know this is actually so reassuring because I have this exact experience like I don't know Spanish as well as you but I did for a while know it pretty well and then yeah it was like I had been learning French French all through school and I took one Spanish class and it was literally like the dry erase board of my mind got wiped clean of French and suddenly it was just Spanish and then same and then whenever I try yes. to speak it it's just like the pile of languages in my brain is like one box and I just reach in and I'm like um is this anything <laughs> literally oh my god that is ex- my exact experience right? okay like, cool yeah not that again I had like such a foundational mm. French but like it was just like as I learned Spanish it just like yeah. I lost literally I, I, like French I literally know like fenetra <laughs> there you go you're on your way <laughs> Duolingo, the bird would yeah. be proud. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm scared. <laughs> Intruder alarm mascot. goes off and it's Duolingo. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I'm so scared of mascots. Yeah. I wonder, though, because the languages are so similar, part of me want like, I haven't learned any other language that's not, I guess, Latin-based or a romantic yeah, language. Yeah, yeah. Romantic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder. Romantic. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is it Q-U-E at the end? I think so. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Culturally important. (laughs) Yeah. But I wonder if it'd be the same, like, if my brain would pile all new languages into the same just pile if I was learning, like, Russian. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. An inquiry. Yeah, for another day. (laughs) If if there's any, like, linguists listening to this, yeah, slide into the DMs. (laughs) Or some like polyglots or something. Mm. That's like, I wish that was me, but it it's languages are fucking tough to learn. Yeah, congratulations to all the polyglots out there. Yeah, this one's for you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're already so off topic. I, yeah, I sure, I sure we're in the yeah, literally. No, but I like love it. If people are listening, this is gonna be a deranged. Mm. Like, I can already feel myself. (laughs) We're off the rails, folks. Yeah, the juices are flowing and like, Mm. yeah, just just join us for the ride. Buckle up and just join us for the ride. Absolutely. Today, we're going to talk about Britney Spears' wedding, which is close to my heart. We're going to talk about social media, the 2000s, and then Cicely's going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week and tell us her This Week in Petty story. Ready to dive in? Absolutely. I've I was born for this. <laughs> okay. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. So Brittany got married to Sam Ashkari. Nailed it. 
Did I? I don't know. <laughs> I said, I'm like, I've, I've read and heard his last name pr- pronounced a thousand times. Yeah. First time saying it out loud. Little nervous. Wow. <laughs> but I just said it with no confidence, I guess. Um, they've been dating for probably longer than I realized. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you happy for this couple? I'm, I'm, there's such a part of me that's like really nervous. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm in such a like mixed bag of emotions. No, I, I could see that. I mean, I feel like I had my information on Brittany's wedding and, and everything. I feel like it's so like there are sections of it where I feel like kind of an expert. And then other things where I'm like, oh, I didn't realize, like I had no idea. Some of the points you have here, I was, I was surprised. So, but I do like Sam from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. The vibes I think are strong. And yes, I I'm just generally excited and happy for Brittany in this, in this sort of like next chapter that she's entering. And so in, in that way, I'm like, well, she, if she's choosing him, then fantastic. You know, like, and I guess that is the bottom line. Like I'm really happy that she's happy and that she's, you know, doing whatever, literally whatever she wants to do finally. (laughs) Literally. So that's amazing. And I like one of the things I didn't realize that you wrote here is just that, um, they, he signed a prenup, which I do think is smart. I think pretty much for anybody getting married, <laughs> it's a good idea. But especially Brittany, I think it. I could see that lending a sense of like calm to the experience for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also like, I don't know. I guess just like in a love story way, like I kind of like that she met him. So I guess they met in that music video that she made. Yes. Right. Yes. And it was when she was in the middle of it all, you know, which I think yeah. is so. Um, sweet in some way you know that she like that that he yeah. I'm sure was there for her in some way throughout that whole process and in some of his Absolutely. like tweets and things where he where he was like Jamie Jamie Spears sucks or whatever he said I don't know but I was like yeah Sam get him <laughs> so I think it's nice no, you're right what do you think what yeah you yeah I agree I do like him yeah he signed a prenup mm-hmm. basically saying that if they get divorced he'll get nothing Fierce. which yeah, like I love that. Yeah. As he sh- as as should be. As he, <laughs> yes, as he should get nothing. Um, I also think like you're right. Like he has said very little publicly about their relationship and the conservatorship, um, until it was like really close to being ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that bodes well because I feel like a lot of couples where like maybe someone's in it for the wrong reasons, like, yeah, would try to exploit the situation. And it doesn't seem like he's doing it. I think like some of the parts that I was like, oh, this is like, I don't know. So her kids weren't there. Right. Which, yeah, which okay. I thought was like, which, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because I just feel like she would want her kids to be there. Absolutely. So I'm like, are why weren't they there? I don't know. They're like in their teens now. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like, I guess like Tin Hat, just thinking about it. Yeah. It's such a complicated time, it seems, for the family, obviously. <laughs> so I wonder if there are people in the family who, I don't know, were like influencing the kid's decision to go. Obviously, they're older. So maybe it's clear, it's probably more of their decision of whether or not they want to be there. Maybe, or maybe it's not. I feel like there could be factors that I don't, yeah, it's hard to say. But also maybe she just wanted like an ad- adults-only situation. Yeah, so it did seem like it was adults-only. So that's the other thing. I was like, maybe they did like a smaller private yeah. thing together. And then like this was more, yeah, for like her friends. 
And so, and like, Elgort, primarily. Yeah, <laughs> primarily Ansel. That was number one on the um, list. Yeah, yeah, Brittany was like, let's put him up there. Yeah. VIP guest. Yeah, so, and then the other parts that I'm, like, sad about. Okay, so she got a dress made by Donatella Versace. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, it was so beautiful. I thought it was, like, yeah, timeless and, like, showed off her legs yeah. and like yeah she wore, wore like cute gloves uh, a veil all of that stuff I thought her like makeup which was done by Charlotte Tilbury oh, cool. was like really her mm-hmm. yeah but apparently there was like some news articles I was reading that she like didn't love her dress really and I was like oh that's sad like it's like your day you want like to love everything but yeah. I, I feel like sometimes I if I worked with a designer of a huge fashion house and they're like I'm gonna design you a custom dress for your wedding and they design something and I hate it I'm saying that I love it <laughs> literally us like, talking about earlier how <laughs> I was asking Tori about her coffee or no what were we talking about oh my god this is getting oh, derailed my nails, my nails, nails. Right. yeah <laughs> that experience of going to the nail salon and and when you arrive on time but then you have to wait for 45 minutes but being like you know what? it's fine my, my time is worthless you guys do your thing it's okay <laughs> So, like, I'll just, yeah. like, I'll sweep your floors while I'm waiting. Like, exactly. I'll hop in. I, like, I can I, Just give me the nail file. polish. I'll do it myself, actually. But then I'll pay you still. Like, it, it's a whole thing. I'm so sorry for just being here. <laughs> like, I feel like it's, like, when you get a haircut and they spin you around and you have tears, tears brimming your eyes. Literally. And you're like, I, you're like, it's perfect. I've never looked more beautiful. <laughs> Have you ever genuinely done that? Because I, I think I have actually left a salon and crying. Like, like I don't think I cried Every in the haircut. chair. Okay, yeah. Oh my god. Like, no, I'm just kidding. I remember one time. Like, I, I don't think the haircut was even that bad, but I kind of went in like all excited to get a haircut, but I didn't really ask for the right thing. So basically, she just trimmed like a centimeter off my hair, and then I paid her like eighty dollars. And I was like, "What was that?" I just was overwhelmed and I cried. <laughs> Like life's life's good. Yeah. Like, the trials and tribulations of being a Libra. <laughs> yeah, like fuck. That's so true. Um, yeah. As a Libra mm. moon. Mm. But okay, so like, have I had tears? I think the only time that I had like tears, tears was I went like for my grade twelve grad, oh. which for like American listeners that's like prom we just call it grad here it's like weird but it's like where you wear the dress and all that shit and yeah I left this long she like cut my bangs Mm -hmm. that day like really tiny and it was 2010 so it was a side bang but they were like up like on my forehead and I like left I was like oh love 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 (laughs) you're on the campaign trail like I've never been happier to be here That's the other thing. You can't just be like, oh, I like it. Okay, I'm going to pay and go. Yeah. You have to be like, I'm obsessed. Like, I've literally, like, I've never been happier with the yeah. way that I look. Like, I have no body and, like, yeah, do, like, like image dance. issues. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you're like, you're the best hairdresser I've ever met. Like, Oh, my God. That's, this, this is, is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, like, it's honestly triggering. Really? <laughs> I'm gonna be wearing a hat for six months, but like you have prom with a baseball hat. I, I, 
you're, yeah, you're like, I wanted this. Like, <laughs> you're like, I actually wanted to wear a toque for, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Just honestly, shout out to the hairstylists out there. Like, yeah. sorry we're crying. I think they're doing their best. <laughs> Literally, I could also never be a hairstylist. Oh, like, no. I have oh so, my God. I honestly, like, have so much respect for hairstylists because it's Literally. like, I just couldn't. They're like, oh, oh yeah, oh even yeah. beyond the oh, technical yeah. ability. Like I feel like they just have yes. such, like strong interpersonal skills usually. One hundred percent, and I could never because I could never provide a service to someone who would um, could immediately look into a mirror and just be like, no, yeah. like the pressure and stuff. Like so, so subjective. All the respect. Too. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, like, people being, like, I want this. And then the hairdresser being, like, I don't know. Like, that's not going to work for you for these reasons. And then people just being, like, do well, it. <laughs> do it anyways. <laughs> and then hating it after. <laughs> yeah. Then crying. This is a call-out post yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, the camp. I feel like I've done this where you find pictures online of what you want. It's literally, like, Bella Hadid vibes. <laughs> like, it's, like, streetwear, model off-duty. Like, best hair you've ever seen in your life. And you're, like, yeah, can I just get that? And they're, like, well... <laughs> You know what? Um, and they have to like sit you down. They're like, you are doing great, but this is not really in the foreseeable future for you. Yeah, they're like, what do you like about this? Because if like I yeah. think it's more than just the haircut. Exactly. Like I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my so god. So maybe Brett was so in funny. that situation, like just yeah, um, just trying. She was to like be Donatella, there. like Bella, like yeah. oh. <laughs> this is an audio only podcast but we're making some probably inappropriate um stereotypical hand gestures absolutely (laughs) sorry sorry to be yeah so honest (laughs) like maybe she's never been more relatable yeah that's actually so true and she really is on her relatable streak right now with her posts i like they're so interesting and i and so like kind of like I feel like they do come off kind of crazy but then I love I love that I don't know it's kind of like relatable or maybe not relatable but it's just genuine I think whatever she's writing and I did 100 (laughs) percent and yeah you're you're totally right like it's not a curated post by like someone's PR team or like social media team and I love that you wrote on here that her Instagram account is gone and I just looked it up it is yeah it's gone I think of like two days Ago. oh no i'm so sad okay i'll have to look into that she has kind of sorry i think she's deleted before right and then come back in this post conservative maybe era. like deactivated or something yeah. yeah i know that she is still like in some like litigation mm-hmm. stuff so i wonder if it was just like recommended to like take a little break or something or maybe she's on her honeymoon and she was just yeah. like i'm gonna go live in the moment off the grid yeah yeah That's- which i'd be so brave that's perfect yeah <laughs> couldn't be me but like i love that Good for, for her, you girl. <laughs> absolutely so the guest list mm. madonna okay the the people that we care about madonna selena gomez kathy and paris hilton drew barrymore mm. and ansel elgort so i think the question we're all wondering <laughs> is where did britney and ansel meet <laughs> I want to know. The people have got to know. I think I listened to another podcast and they were like, Ansel's dad is like a big deal for like, I don't know, like either music production or like movie oh, production. Okay. 
But like, it was a sixty-person wedding. <laughs> so true. And, and he was and on the Sam list, and Brittany, dude. Yeah, Sam and Brittany were like, hmm, fifty-nine spots done. Like, mm. who's the who's the the last the piece cherry. to this puzzle? <laughs> yeah, cherry on top. Yeah, which like, have you followed any of his like career about? Yeah, like essay mm. allegations. I think I've like peripherally heard of that, but basically no. So if you want to enlighten okay. me or the or the the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like he I think it was around the time because West Side Story, which he was like mm-hmm. the male lead in, um was filmed pre-COVID, but they waited I think like almost 2 years to release it because of oh, wow. what was happening with like movie theaters and stuff. And during the filming and when he was cast so again I think around like 2018-2019 maybe even a little earlier a bunch of women came out saying that they were assaulted by him and he's like continued his career like unscathed a man yeah (laughs) are you telling me right now that a man has had allegations put against him and is unaffected and is yeah and then like rachel i can't remember her last name like ziegler or something like that who was the female lead in west side story was like getting shit on for like working with her him and she's like i (laughs) i it's like taylor swift if i was a man like yeah yeah yeah. what does that sound called yeah no if i was a boy um the man the man, the man. The man. We got there. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, it, it absolutely painful. So right. yeah, that was weird. Drew Barrymore, like, <laughs> they've obviously crossed paths, but yeah, yeah I, I sort of like, I, know. I sort of like this collective of women who went through such challenging times in the early 2000s, well, early to now, basically, like throughout a large yeah. part of their careers. Um coming together I feel like that could be therapeutic and it's sort of interesting to so true right like it's interesting to see that a lot of them have kind of I don't maybe not even a lot but like Paris with her uh documentary or her podcast about her experiences in those like detention camp situations yeah I don't know if that's the right phrase for it but like yeah like boarding schools yeah like abusive school yes yes Um, yes and then I guess Selena Gomez hasn't really had a similar kind of like moment. Just but the like, normal mis- yeah. misogyny. <laughs> yeah. And she, yeah, I think she has some medical stuff too, I think. Like, anyway, so maybe it's not exactly yeah. comparable, but that, and then obviously Brittany, <laughs> what she's yes. been going through. And then I actually, I don't know very much about this, but I recently saw something just online about Drew Barrymore's young life. Like I had no idea that she really went through yes. it. Like she also went yes. to one of those camp or like school, like quote unquote schools. Um, yes. And she was like partying when she was 10 or something like doing. Yeah. Drugs. Like doing hard drugs yeah. um, and smoking weed at like nine, Wild. 10, 11. Yeah. So sad. And was like out of school touring with like a rock band as like a surrogate father. Like it right. was wild so yeah I you're totally right this is like a nice band of women and Paris Hilton Mm. I feel like has honestly been the most vocal out of celebs about Britney's conservatorship yeah absolutely um and so I find it kind of heartwarming to see them all together I mean just to have that kind of 
I feel like there are probably few people, well, I'm, actually, there are probably more than you think, but it's nice to have people who have kind of a specific experience get to be around each other, I'm sure. And yeah. like maybe yeah. supportive of an, and understanding of what's some of the aspects of what these people have gone through. So that's cool. Absolutely. On kind of the sweet note, I, I saw one of Drew Barrymore's posts on Instagram and it was really cute. Like, it's a really short quote, but basically she was saying yeah. something like, I guess the fair, like the wedding was fairy tale themed. Is that right? Yes. They had like a Cinderella, like horse drawn carriage. Oh, so cute. Which was like so cute. And like, it was very like pink florals with gold accents. It's it's maybe a little bit cheesy, but there's just this picture. She like posted a bunch of pictures from the wedding and she said, what I learned from ever after, which maybe is what they're calling the wedding. Did you read this oh my post? God. Are you about to cry? Like No. Well, okay. like maybe a little bit. Ever <laughs> after, have you seen that movie with Drew Barrymore? Oh, no. Yes. Yes. It's a Cinderella remake. Oh, okay. And Drew is Cinderella. Great. And it's like one of my favorite movies. Adding to the watch list. <laughs> yes. Oh, please do. Literally. Please do. It's so good. That adds better context for this. But basically she said, what I learned from Ever After is that you that we must rescue ourselves and yet still want the fairy tale. That is exactly what Brittany did. I could not be happier for their intepid journey. And I was like, I'm crying. Like, just such a sweet thing to say. I don't know. I literally just got goosebumps. Right? Because she, it's so true. Like, in some ways, I think part of me would be like, that's kind of cheesy. I don't know. But it's true. Like, it's- it's so true. It's so true. Oh, I love that. Right? I think the other part that I found really heartwarming was just like her dancing and like yeah. her putting her hair like in a messy bun and like being like taking off her high heels and just like giving her. I was I was so moved by that actually. Like I saw in some one of her long posts she had said like and yes, I was wearing like diamond underwear. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Like, yes, baby. She was in, like, a diamond thong. I was yeah. like, that's so fucking cool. Iconic. <laughs> she is such an icon, man. Like, it's um, so I know. nice to just have her, like, be her, able to just do whatever she wants again, you know? I know. I know. I, I love her so much. I yeah. feel like with her conservatorship, it has really, like, made me realize how, yeah, how much I love her. Literally. <laughs> I, I'm sure everyone is like that, too, but, like... Yeah, I just, I love her so much. I think she's so genuine and yeah. so sweet and brilliant. And yeah, I I wish them all the best. I hope she is unplugging and she's like on a beach in like Tahiti or something. Just, yeah. just living l- it Living up. her best life, dude. Yes, I, yes. I also feel like the process of the conservatorship coming to light and all of the social support for Brittany and things like that has almost been like therapeutic personally in some way because I think I'm sure I'm not the only one but I think a lot of people like passively participated in kind of like the persecution of Britney for so yes. many years you know and yes like I, I like you know you can't remember everything you did like I could have been like oh that Britney you know when I was like 13 <laughs> but um even just sort of like being in the culture at that time it was such a like clear mistreatment of women and I mean that extends to today but it sort of was almost like healing in a way to see all the public support for Britney now and her to become free in that in that way to be like wow socially what a kind of important moment I don't know maybe I'm not making sense but no that makes like perfect sense because I thought that too like how can I consume 
pop culture and celebrity gossip mm-hmm. in a more ethical way or is it ever could it ever be ethical yeah and like maybe I wasn't like feeling shameful I remember I think the things that I would have said negatively or like her like two 2007 like breakdown down, like right. w- yeah um I was definitely like oh my god like she's she crazy. went off the deep end but yeah like she's super <laughs> honestly crazy. But, same like, yeah yeah, but I I also thought I was like because of the way that her life is. Yeah. Like I don't think I was like, yeah, like I I don't think I like took that out of the equation. Mm-hmm. But like I think I it's also showed me how much I've changed my way of thinking about mental yeah. health and yeah, and how I consume media and how I contribute to this toxic culture and yeah. shit like that too. So yeah, it's been yeah, all around an interesting experience yeah kind of like restorative in some way yeah for sure Mm -hmm. for sure (laughs) much to think about (laughs) that's one for the journal (laughs) literally yeah I'll I'll, um, reflect on that at another time social media big contributor to Britney's like career and I guess it was like social media and like print media but yeah there's a few things that I still want to say about social media which is so funny because I Mm -hmm. feel like there's been such a shift I guess this is such a big topic that I don't want to open like a can of worms like a like a a pipeline into like right wing (laughs) politics or something like 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 the impact of social media on like the political sphere yeah yeah Let's get into it. Let's have opinions about yeah. about American politics immediately. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking a lot about like even just like the phrase when we grew up, like don't believe everything on the internet, right. and now everyone's like, oh, I believe everything <laughs> on the internet. It's, on the it's internet. just so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just so fucking weird. Like yeah. how like the tides have turned. Mm-hmm. But you specifically wanted to talk about like this YouTube. I think they're in their flop era. Interesting. But you think they're in a renaissance period. I think a little bit. And this topic for me, I think, become like, I guess for context, I studied sociology in my undergrad. <laughs> so I kind of end up going towards like theoretical perspectives pretty quickly sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. So I think when I put, wrote this down, I was kind of thinking that way, a little bit broad, a little bit like of like general trends sort of. And mm-hmm. YouTube is a part of that I find myself watching more YouTube now like I took a bit of a break like everyone I think was involved in that I don't know 2014 YouTube era maybe like I feel like oh. I was watching tons of YouTube then <laughs> like yeah the Brit squad yes. or whatever all about that <laughs> oh my god like is this a recovered okay. memory <laughs> uh, and like the way that I like do you remember just like being with friends and being like, oh, let's just like put on this YouTube yeah, video dude. and like we'll just like <laughs> huddle around like my laptop and watch this like YouTube video. Like, what the fuck? Like kids on Christmas, like with the family. Yeah, yeah. Tell me what's up, Zoella, please. Yeah, what's up, like, Mark today? That's so. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. So basically, like, you know, there's that experience, and then now I'm finding myself gravitating towards. YouTube again in a different way or at least seeing how there's such a there's uh, video essays like I just feel like video essays are becoming very popular there are a lot of creators now on the platform making things that are like one to three hours long pretty consistently 
And those are the videos I want to watch. Like, <laughs> I find that kind of interesting. And um, then more generally, I think the movement towards video as the main kind of currency, maybe, of the internet, like TikTok. I, yes. <laughs> you have yes. thoughts. What are your thoughts? I brought up fucking Bojabank. No, 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 no. You finish your thoughts. It's a podcast. You're like, it. no, hold on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, this, wait a second. But even video podcasts. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I think. Um, <laughs> the, the audible side <laughs> yeah um, I'll edit that out <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it's a bit interesting and maybe this is kind of like too tin hat or like too trying to make things connect that don't completely connect but probably connect a bit like after the pandemic when everyone is so isolated and and then like the increased popularity of video content over the, like the entire internet I feel like I don't think it was necessarily the cause of that because there were, I think video was sort of the direct, the direction everything was heading anyway, but mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. there is kind of like more social stimulation you get from videos. I think like when you watch someone 100%. talk and you see their yeah. face and it feels more like you're actually around people. And then, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we're all going through this isolation two years period, like not, maybe not exactly two years, but the pandemic and everything. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting that like long form video essays and TikTok is becoming the like most popular social media app and it's video based and even the reels that have become popular on every platform and things like that. So I, I don't know exactly if I have like a, a point <laughs> other than just what I've said. No, that's, but that's a point. Yeah, yeah. but, it, but there's, a, there's a perspective for you. <laughs> Yeah. Are you a Mike's Mike girl? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Because as soon as you're like long form content, one to three hours, yes. I was like, Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> yes. I was like, you've watched Mike's Mike. I certainly for sure. have. And okay. There, there yes. Was also, who was that? I forget her name, but that YouTuber who ha like was semi an inspiration for the, that series who did the Vampire Diaries video essay. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's okay. There's another podcast or youtuber who before mike spike did like a two-hour deep dive into vampire diaries and he like cited oh, that as anyway so th there's as, a lot like, of people inspiration yeah yeah 100 and it's interesting now that you like are saying that because i am subscribed to like five youtube mm -hmm. channels and i think like three of them are social commentary videos or yeah like video essays mm -hmm. etc I think, like, for me, and, like, you can tell me this. Cause I guess we're both in higher ed. Like, I work at a mm -hmm. university year in school. Video essays, for me, are so much, and, like, I feel like academia would fucking hate this because they <laughs> shit on anything that's, like, accessible not, yeah. and, like, <laughs> not, like, the written word. Literally. But, like, video essays are so much more accessible. Yeah, dude. For so many more people to learn about whatever... The person is talking about absolutely and i wonder do more people do their like you're in your grad your graduate studies mm -hmm. do more people do like theses that are videos right now i'm maybe not be, i might not be the best person to ask but i do know that my program has an option where you don't have to write a thesis like you could do like knowledge like creation. a project yeah yes so something yes. it maybe is a video or something it's sort of up for inter like up to fit whatever you would want it to be kind of as long as you can yeah. show that you've created knowledge basically yeah which i think a video essay could definitely be used for that 
Um, but you're so right. Like I, I really think it's so cool to see knowledge being produced in an accessible way. Generally, I think that's a real flaw of academia that a lot of the stuff isn't accessible, obviously. And um, I also think maybe part of the reason why there is this trend towards essay, like video essays is that there is a increasingly educated demographic who, you know, like, what am I trying to say? Like um, the people who maybe the age that want to become YouTubers are also increasingly educated, you know? Oh, you're so right. <laughs> like Mike's yeah. Mike, for example, has a master's degree. And, yes, and it, yeah. you could apply like academic skills to video essay making. You don't need that yeah. to do that to do it, but maybe yeah. that's sort of an influence on this direction that YouTube's taking. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. And I'll I'll put in the episode show notes some of my favorite like social commentary Hell yeah. accounts. But yeah, it's just such a right turn from like what I used to watch, which were like <laughs> sketches or like beauty. Yeah. Beauty YouTube, like fucking James Charles, mm-hmm. Tati, Jeffree Star, Jeffree Star, <laughs> Michelle Fong. And then, yes. Oh my God. I the was OG. like the biggest. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And then, like, to like the gossip of right? those channels, the to drama. like. Yes, the yes, the <laughs> drama um, videos to like now. It's just it's so interesting. Didn't I actually just like I literally have basically zero information on this, but I saw some Instagram post about Jeffree Star on a podcast. I guess he apparently accused James and Tati of like ruining the beauty community. On. Yeah, so, I don't yeah, know, but... <laughs> yeah. He was he was recently on a podcast, and um, I think people were like, "Okay, so you're like ranching." The Ranting? Is that a, yeah, is that a verb? I don't I know. I think so. It's You're working and- on your ranch front, your yak ranch. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I think that, what was it called? Like beauty getting or like drama getting or whatever? I don't even know. Yeah. Like whatever that inciting incident was called, <laughs> he was like that like ruined, yeah, the beauty YouTube community, which... Which Loki, like, yeah, like maybe, maybe, maybe so. he's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. I think it's so funny that Jeffrey Star he moved to what was it, Wyoming, right? Yeah, and Kanye also has like yes. property in Wyoming. I think it's so funny that Kanye and Jeffrey Star live in Wyoming, which I think has like the lowest population of most, like one of the lower population of states. <laughs> yes, and there was like those rumors that they were hooking up. Oh, true. Yeah, like. Right? What the f- in a field somewhere <laughs> with the yaks, <laughs> but not like with the yaks. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> hopefully at another story. <laughs> That's so funny. And then like at the beginning of the show, you were talking about the performance of social media mm-hmm. and then like how there was like a mark market shift mm-hmm. to like, I contributed a lot to Emma Chamberlain. Right. The but like making it casual the anti, yes right. yes like the anti it girl or like anti like it's so interesting how it was like yeah like the anti like filtered yeah approachable aesthetic approachable like real with the photo dumps of like oh here's like random photos but mm-hmm. it's like now there's like so much discourse about like how those are like actually 
you know, heavily curated, etc. And then like the like to the clean girl aesthetic on TikTok (laughs) and like shit like that. Like it's just it's so fucking interesting how like Mm. I don't know these things just like weasel their way into yeah and morph yeah into pop culture. Yeah, it's sort of funny. Like our next topic, obviously, is sort of looking at how the 2000s are coming back. Like it's funny how Mm -hmm. there's sort of circular cultures in fashion or music or things like that but the internet is quite new so I wonder if that'll start to happen as well like with the morphing like this kind of feels like it's going back to the 2000s aesthetic in a way because in 2000s things were just much more casual I think like at the early internet not that I was not present on the early internet but like (laughs) but I I was but I was like more of a child so (laughs) so um but it feels like that is a bit of a return to or trying to return to the casualness, the novelty of the early internet. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. but every, obviously every return is not a return because everything has been impacted about every, like everything that has happened is still with us in some way. I don't know. I guess it's just like, that's, that's kind of evolution of culture, but it's neat to see it on this, in this context because it it hasn't happened here really because it's new. So I wonder, and it's technically like, I feel like the internet is always thought of as like so fast paced, like things turn over really quickly. So that kind of adds to it. Like, I wonder if we'll get through more, I don't know, we'll cycle through more kind of cultural moments more quickly, you know? 100%. And I think that is like documented or like discussed how like, maybe the period of like kind of cyclical fashion or whatever was like 20 years and now it's like 10 years. Interesting. Which I, I'm ready for like the 2010s. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like give me some Chevron print. (laughs) I want the mustache in my finger. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's totally okay. Um, yeah. I want to wear business casual to the club. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true, bro. I was thinking like, I think that's coming. Like, definitely we'll see a return. Yeah. For that eventually, oh my God. probably. I don't know. Um, like, kind of, like, you you on the notes here put photo dumps in, like, Tumblr aesthetic. I feel like mm-hmm. there's also that side of the 2014s where, like, everyone was listening to um, the Black Keys and things and, and the Arctic Monkeys, the kind of, like, rocker side, the, the watches skin side of the 2014s. <laughs> Or, like, it was so funny because it was, like, hipster culture. Yeah. But then it was, like, became so mainstream that it was, like, is it Mm -hmm. this subculture anyways? Like, (laughs) The question still stands. (laughs) Truly. Who knows? Fucking truly. Okay, the one salty thing I have about, like, video content. Yeah, please. Well, this is, like, again, applicable to no one, but it's such a (laughs) present thing in my life. Video podcasts, like... Do you watch any video podcasts? I hate to say it, but I do. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'm sorry. So no, no, it's it's so fun. There's like okay, so there's like um like one or two video podcasts I listen to, but like mm-hmm. otherwise I listen to audio only because I'm always multitasking. True. Like I don't just like sit down and watch slash listen to a podcast. I'm always in the shower doing my makeup sleeping because I literally need a podcast to fall asleep (laughs) cleaning my kitchen walk on a walk like whatever in the car and so it's so weird to me 
But you're so right. And this like makes me sad that, but like I do it too. Like I started listening to podcasts because I moved cities and I was so, I had no friends Mm -hmm. and I, so then I was like, okay, what do I like? Survivor, the TV show. Of course. So I like literally, I think I actually put it into YouTube at the time. And then I found a podcaster through that. And then just like now I've chronically listened to podcasts for like the last 10 years or whatever. But like the inciting incident. Yes. Was, (laughs) was, was being lonely, but like, oh my gosh, how sad is that? But like, I'm not saying it in a sad, like a pity way. Cause I do it too, for sure. But like, I think it definitely says something about our culture that like, that we're not getting the social connection we need in real life that we like lean on like internet personalities and stuff. Yes. And like, it's weird for me because I could, I could be that for someone. I probably am that for someone, which I love, which I so, so love and appreciate. And like, honorable position to be in. But yeah, yeah. But it's just so interesting. Like, it's sad. Like, I don't know. I just think it says a lot about the way we like live our lives. Not a bad thing or a good thing per se, but like something to think about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I guess maybe more with remote work, how we, more people have cars, so they're not on transit. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, there's just less opportunities for people. Like, people have grocery delivery, so it's like you don't even have to be with people. Yeah. Or, like, I go for coffee. Let's say I go to Starbucks. I order online. Right. And then, like, walk and pick it up and then leave. Right. So it's like you're really, there's sometimes, like, or, like, I go to self-fucking checkout, so it's like, not only if I'm like out in public, am I not like I could not interact with people even mm. in like super public populated places. So like, yeah, people just end up leaning on like, Podcast. yeah, Internet. <laughs> yeah. Podcasts, influencers, YouTubers and stuff like that. So it's just it's really interesting because I am actually in a similar position to you during your your inciting incident repodcast <laughs> because mm-hmm. I've moved to Montreal and I don't really know people here so I can definitely mm-hmm. relate to that feeling of sort of relying on media to find sort of like social engagement um to an extent excuse me also I'm sorry I keep to to anybody listening out there I, I have a I'm on the tail end of a cold so I'm sorry about the throat clearing yep. hope you enjoy so it fine. ASMR style <laughs> <laughs> when we first podcasted I think our second episode you were like starting your ASMR career so basically through How the did job that go? I mean I just made the one video <laughs> because it was from it was for the job I was doing like it was part mm-hmm. of that so um basically we had to create kind of events and you, you could do in-person events or like a poster or something that people mm-hmm. could interact with not as like in their own time and so I did an ASMR video for one of those and that was a cultural moment I don't know what to say about it but it wasn't again a cultural (laughs) a YouTube like people just on for ASMR yeah I think the ASMR community is still killing it I don't know I like I'm not a huge I'm not like hugely invested in the ASMR community but I'm pretty sure that they are like still a big I don't know thriving yeah Yeah, I'm sure just quietly thriving I get it, but I don't feel the feeling. Oh, really? So, yeah, so I haven't dabbled. No, that's fair. I mean, for what, right? If you don't get the tinklies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I do. Like, I wish I did, but I don't. Yeah. Fair enough. 
yeah, I do think it's really interesting. I actually appreciate Bo Burnham's perspectives on some of this. He has some interesting insights about, like, I think he's spent, like, I'm sure there are many people who have interesting insights, but I, like, recently he released his, like, deluxe version of Inside, and so I've been thinking about Bo Burnham a bit more. And anyway, he has insights or sort of thoughts on society <laughs> and social media and all those types of things. And I actually don't remember if this is his thought, but I guess, you know, not to not to make it not to talk about capitalism, but <laughs> but to no, talk about it. capitalism. Um, yes, I I can't remember if it was him that brought it up, but if if not, anyway, he's kind of interesting. If anyone wants to like search out interviews with him, he kind of has like interesting thoughts on this. But the same way that capitalism kind of like commodifies thing of like uh, like grocery stores sell food, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and sort of commodifies the human need to eat. Like social mm-hmm. media commodifies the human need to like socialize, um, mm-hmm. and makes it profitable for mm-hmm. those it's profitable Use for. Use code. Yeah. Use code RTBP. <laughs> Which honestly, it's, exactly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like totally. <laughs> Do you see Manscaped.com? <laughs> I thought you said Manscaped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I like wish that would be more useful. Honestly, fierce. Um, <laughs> but it is like, and the it isn't all black and white. Like it is kind of this thing we're all engaged in and it's not necessarily negative because it does give people a lot of opportunities to like create their own careers and things like that. But it is also sort of a social direction. Everything is, there's a social pressure there that's kind of like causing things to be accessible through the market, you know, and and to like access social interaction outside of the market. I think you kind of have to like, do it more intentionally it's almost becomes easier to just go on your phone than yeah and just talk to someone you know which yeah it's just something to be aware of like I find for myself I have to sort of keep aware of that especially moving to a new city I have to like intentionally be like when you go outside don't have your headphones in like sometimes I almost find that scary weirdly and then oh, maybe not weirdly but like <laughs> probably yeah, relatably <laughs> yes but I have yes. to like I'm like, no, this walk, I'm not going to wear my headphones. I'm going to, like, look at people and smile and talk to anyone who I might encounter, you know? Just not, yeah. like, not a huge conversation, but be like, hey. <laughs> um, yes. So it's definitely an interesting thing to reflect on and kind of, like, find your position in, you know? Because it is, like, there are these social pressures that do make it kind of extra accessible to, to find media over yeah. people in some ways. Yeah. And like if you have an online community it's so Mm -hmm. easy to give your like we all have capacity for social connection yeah some more than others so it's so easy to give your time and your energy to an online community and then be at zero and then be like oh but like what did I get in return or like did this like I feel like that a lot too like it's like I'm like okay I'm like online talking to people Mm -hmm. but then I'm like oh I haven't like talked to someone (laughs) IRL in like four days for real like those types of things like it almost like tricks you into thinking you're like oh of course I'm social I've talked to 10 people today easy but then you're like yeah but then you're like oh no like that was through texting or even like I think of like basically don't talk on the phone right. very often or like I stopped almost like talking to 
my parents on the phone like we maybe talk once a week or whatever once every two weeks or whatever mm-hmm. because they text now oh okay but like before it's like I would talk to them on the phone all the time like just like things like that that just like have over the last couple of years just like shifted. just shifted all of your like social interactions mm-hmm. and it's so interesting because it's like I feel that it's not that that shift is inherently negative you know what I mean like yeah there's a yeah. lot of opportunity for it's like they're just different like you just it's I think yeah. sometimes I, I forget to realize that those types of interactions are distinct like, are different yeah, yes uh, yes exactly yes. and you kind of have yes. to treat them that way and I think that social media does try to present it like interacting over Instagram is the same as like being with your best friends in a room <laughs> Yes. Okay. You, you like said what I was trying to say. Okay. Like, I love that. yes, yes. Because like, that's exactly right. Because you're like, oh, I'm so lonely. And then you're like, but I talked to 10 people yeah. today, but you're like, but it was an interaction. Yeah. In Instagram DMs versus like IRL. And then For it's sure. like, I see my friends <laughs> in real life and I'm like, oh, this is like living or like the, I'm a happy. Yeah. And I don't feel lonely. Like, I'm yeah. Happy. Like, I'm <laughs> what a concept yeah for sure it's just so interesting and I've thought a lot about relationships too and just like how just so many things that we do now are by yourself Mm -hmm. versus in the olden days (laughs) yeah but like in the past the days of yore you the days of yore <laughs> you like again had to interact with people mm-hmm. or spend time with them again I think the like capitalism's imperative is individual like yeah people are better consumers if they have all their meds need like their needs met individually if that makes sense mm-hmm. and similarly I think there's like this could just get more into like <laughs> my sociology stuff but but like colonialism, imperialism, capitalism all kind of have that in common where the individual is kind of what it's all based on, not so mm-hmm. much the collective like community, you know, and communities, 100%. Pers- communities persist. Like that's sort of, I think personally, I think that's a f- fundamental part of being a human person is like mm-hmm. the interactions we share. And so, you know, just because there are these systems in place doesn't mean that communities aren't happening everywhere all the time all at once mm-hmm. you know that movie mm-hmm. yes everything anywhere I I, all at once or yeah, yeah you got it I butchered that but yes yeah. yes yes but um but it is interesting like I don't know I think I sort of find solace in in trying to see these big overarching social pressures that are at play like it's not like we're all just working against the machine in some ways mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there are inherent challenges with that but also like we said there's there's sort of opportunities but I think fundamentally people are just people and we're I'm really getting off on a tangent but no I love it anywho anywho, (laughs) we're all just we're all just a bunch of cells trying to be friends or something or something yes where do we go from here (laughs) so okay so my bone to pick right well okay I don't know if I have a bone to pick (laughs) okay the much anticipated bone has left the building I think it's like, yeah, I think it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just jelly because I don't do video podcasts. Right. I think it does add something for sure. Like facial expressions, hand gestures, 
And you're totally right. You do get a more personal connection with people when you see them versus like just listening to them. Honestly, what I really find myself yeah. being drawn to with video podcasts is that it's like show and tell. Like they'll talk about something and they'll show a picture of what they're talking about. And like I know, that's I know what I really love. Yes, I think I'm just um, salty because if I did that, I would have to literally print something out and right. hold it up because. I don't have this tech skills yeah. <laughs> to like impose something like on the screen. For sure. It's like a <laughs> whole other set of skills and like necessary equipment and stuff. Like, yes. Such a, yes. It's like a think- barrier to entry. Yes, I 100%. I think that that's my bone to pick. For Just sure. because I think that that's why audio podcasts are like we're democratized because right. you don't actually need anything fancy like if you use anchor it's free if you you can literally record on anchor on your phone I don't even use anchor I use a different one but like (laughs) but like there's so many ways like that yeah you can record on your phone like I don't know Mm -hmm. like there's just yeah you're right it is just a different set of skills and a different access to different things and I think I have I haven't really thought about it like that that's a really good interesting perspective to bring in too like it it is yeah it's it's less accessible, you know, it's just a different approach. Like there are some accessibility differences in terms of just what you need to, to create that product. Anyway, I, yeah, I just, I hear you. That's interesting. It's an interesting point to bring. You're right. Like the videos are the way of the future, which, which in some ways is good. And yeah, in some ways is, yeah, maybe bad, but like, I'm still on that podcast app though, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. Because there is a real niche for podcasts when you leave the house. Like, I'm not on the YouTube app outside of my house, right? So, yeah. And I still very much listen to podcasts when I'm out in the world. So, I don't think it's going anywhere, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I think that those are the things that I like always, yeah, have a bone to pick is like, it's Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Or I'm just like, are we again morphing something into something that is different like like I feel like okay so like Instagram got like it was just grid photos and then it got like stories and stuff which was like originally on Snapchat right and then it got reels which is TikTok and then I'm like is podcast just morphing into YouTube okay yeah I, like if I feel you yeah I think that that's what I'm trying to say because I feel like okay like if we uploaded this to YouTube which I do, but it's an audio only thing. For sure. Because I'm like, you don't actually probably want to hear my like unedited <laughs> video <laughs> podcast. But like, is it just all coming, becoming one thing is I guess what I'm thinking of. But there is benefits to video podcasts, obviously. And something you said that I definitely resonate with, like I feel that in my experience, social media platforms that don't make the company very much money are way better <laughs> than those who do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I'm actually such a Tumblr stan. And do you remember how Tumblr lost the company like almost a billion dollars? <laughs> like they literally like I think they were sold for a billion and then they were bought for like three million. <laughs> yes. 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 Whereas like Instagram also like I feel like is in its flop era. Oh and, my like, God. Yeah. It was purchased by Facebook and stuff like I'm actually I, that yeah. was actually gonna or meta. Like, that's actually kind of my my petty thing of the week or whatever, but I'll get into it later. But, like, I'm – Zuck, why? <laughs> like, I have so many little petty frustrations about that. Okay, I can't wait. Let's 
chat a little bit about the 2000s before we get yes. to your pettyweight champion of the week. I would love yeah, that. I think that this is like another thing is like I it's tough to like rebuy stuff that I've already worn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also have this thing where I can remember myself like pre puberty basically or like puberty vibes in the fashions that are coming back so then when I put those fashions on I sort of feel in my body like I'm a prepubescent 12? awkward 12 year old like yes <laughs> which okay it's like I guess not triggering but I kind of am like oh my god like I feel like it like puts me in a weird mental state <laughs> 100% like those butterfly clips I okay I didn't like, like those actually but yeah I feel okay. you yeah. <laughs> but like it's also like yeah people have different like feelings about different things but like yeah. I went shopping the other day And I was looking at, like, the mannequins in, like, this front window. And I was, like, okay, so these, like, this floral print is, like, so 90s. This, like, ruching on this dress was, like, so 90s. Or, like, the kind of, like, hemmed, flowy, like, skirts and stuff like that that I'm seeing. Like, it sucks when you, like, I'm, like, why didn't I keep my clothes? Not that they would have, like, fit or anything. (laughs) My 12-year-old pants. Yeah. Like, I wore, like, a corduroy jacket with, like, a Sherpa collar. Ooh, hell yeah. And, like, I'm, like, I could have worn that. But it would have been, like, yeah, it would have been, like, teensy. But, like, like, the vibe, I'm, like, why would I pay, like, why would I buy shit? I've already bought and worn and recycled this. I should have, like, a voucher. (laughs) Yes. uh, I was traumatized by this. uh, People magazine pushed me traumatized me <laughs> literally no for sure and um I don't know very much about this but uh someone I used to work with was, they knew a lot about like fashion theory and I remember them bringing this up how there's like periods of fashion where it's more like soft and then there's periods that are kind of more like yes. angular and stuff and I feel yes. like the early 2000s is in that soft era and then like the 24 like 2010s on is like angular and then we're kind yes. of coming back to soft which is interesting yes and I think that also is dependent on like the economy and the vibe of the world and our vibe right now is really difficult so I think we're searching for fun soft um this is blowing my mind (laughs) whimsical that's actually yeah that actually makes so much sense like yeah yeah like it makes so much sense I'm not gonna take credit I saw it on TikTok or whatever but like it's like it's literally like like what do you search or like when are like you know like stuff like rom-coms at its like peak and stuff it's like when people need like escapist shit because the world is so difficult and I, I feel like that's reflected in like clothing too okay I was actually watching a video essay like yesterday, yes. About the of um, course, of course, about the teen dystopian sort of like era, and that yes. falls exactly into this. Like everyone yes. was so into dystopia in like oh, the Obama administration. You know what I mean? Like, okay, literally, and it's like now I would rather die than read a dystopian because we're living I'll just in watch dystopian the news. times. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't need to learn about like a pandemic. But you find your lover yeah. when you're like, uh, yeah, that's happening. Really. Like, <laughs> Literally. So that's such an interesting point that it kind of does also mirror the social vibe of the day. Like, yes, yes, yes. That's what was blowing my mind. Damn. Okay. This is what we wrote in our outline. Yeah. I can't wear a low rise jean or a flared pant. I'm five foot one. I have talked about this excessively on the podcast. Yeah. Like, 
I swear to God, I try to bring it up every episode. For sure. But for like new new listeners who weren't weren't here at episode nine and seventeen, <laughs> like I'm five foot one. Right. I can't wear a flared pant. It's just not in the cards. It's not in the It's not in the cards. <laughs> and like that's not trying to be like body shamey or like sure. you, truly you can wear whatever you want. For sure. Like flattering, mm-hmm. honestly, like I'm so over shit like that. Yeah. Like truly just wear whatever you want. But like no, I would drag mine through like mud. Yeah. <laughs> like- <Burn> them. <laughs> Get them away from me. This is the experience I had. I tried on pants that weren't even flare, but they were like more of a boot cut because I've finally been able to purchase pants like it was like a mental block I had I finally purchased pants that weren't skinny jeans like they were they're kind of just yes okay just bringing up a memory because you and I okay this is also so funny the last time I think we saw each other in person we went to Earl's yeah for drinks we it was like April 2020 let's go and like a restaurant just opened and we were like oh my god this is so fucking weird like we haven't been to a restaurant in one month yeah and then it was like immediate shutdown again but we were like we were like oh my god we're like spaced out there's like four people in this restaurant like like all this stuff and that's when you told me about a straight jean that you had bought. I'm pretty sure was it the American Eagle? Oh no, was it Abercrombie Curve Love? No, I or was haven't... it American Eagle Mom jeans? Maybe I definitely found a pair like at the thrift store that I had. I think that's probably the pair you're talking about because I did then. Okay, I have since bought straight jeans from American Eagle and Old Navy. But mm. at the time, I hadn't. I also have an eye on the Abercrombie Curve Love jeans, but but I don't know. I, I feel like I'm still kind of like, stay away from me, Abercrombie. <laughs> it was such a traumatic storefront. <laughs> and the documentary, Seriously. I don't know if you watched the documentary. Yes, white hot. Yeah, yes. so I'm not sure about yes. how I'm feeling morally about it, but they do look nice, the jeans. So. <laughs> okay, I have a pair, and, yeah. I, and I'm... And it, yes, and I really like them. And I also agree with you. Like, yeah, I hate giving money to them. For sure. Not well, that I like giving money to any, like, <laughs> yeah, truly what's the difference between them and like American Eagle or whatever. Literally. But like, but yeah, it hurt me as a person for, for sure. sure. At le- yeah, it's all relative. Hey, I guess it's just, they're all just freaking corporations. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I finally did buy jeans that were not skinny jeans and it did take sort of a minute to like get my mind around it even even after I kind of got through the mental block of buying them wearing them I don't know it just felt like being a kid again kind of and then when I went recently to go try and in a further wide leg pant that yeah were kind yes. of I think more like people are wearing very wide leg pants now and yes um, and I honestly it was such a like you know, changing room moments, the challenging moments no. in a changing room. I just put them on and I was Do like, I I'm, I was like, this is the worst moment of my life. Like it wasn't, but like, you know what I mean? Um, like, oh, like, I do. like the tunnel vision appears. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to fall down. Yep. <laughs> and then someone you're knocks like, on the door and is like, how's it going, sweetie? And you're like, no, it's fine. <laughs> you're like, everything's great. Like, I've never felt better. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're. <laughs> <laughs> you're like and any accomplishment I've ever had in my life doesn't matter Irrelevant. because of this moment <laughs> literally yeah but you're like good <laughs> no, so good thank you <laughs> and, um, and so 
that kind of just relates. Like I just had sort of a flashback to being like an awkward 12 year old. And I was like, this is not my vision. This is not for me. And I immediately took them off. But I, the story had a happy ending. I did find jeans that worked for me, but, um, but shout out to anyone who has had a similar experience. It's, it's oh, tough out here. God, yeah. <laughs> it's like the opposite of doing inner child work. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like deep. It's like demon child. It's like when your inner child is having a tantrum. <laughs> exactly (laughs) so true I think it's really interesting also okay this is bad and problematic we called it heroin chic yeah dude in the 90s and early 2000s but you put extremely skinny aesthetic is coming back it is 100% coming back right which as a non-skinny gal I don't love I'm not having a good time I couldn't remember the phrase that's why I didn't put Heroin yeah, chic. heroin, like heroin chic, Kate Moss. Yeah. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. So dark. Vibes. Dude. Isn't that such a so... dark thing? I remember at the time hearing that and being like, wow, so true. <laughs> I, no, it was like, it was like my like computer background. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. It was what it was, right? Like we live and we learn. That was dark times so dark but it truly is coming back with yeah. these low-rise jeans the kardashians truly reversing their bbls yeah. which i don't think i've super talked about on the pod just because i don't think it was like super apparent and to me until like like kim's definitely mm-hmm. but chloe kardashians this week she did i think she was at like a hulu press event and i was like Really? Okay. like it's not like you know when you like see celebrity plastic surgery and you're like I'm on the fence like yeah about what happened this was like no this is like 100 p you reversed your bbl right and you're not tanning anymore you're like not right. black fishing you're dating white men like all of this stuff is just yeah so the, a very white skinny aesthetic is in and I'm so against nervous yeah I'm nervy for (laughs) sure like because part of uh, me like I definitely agree it's and it's just generally interesting how body parts and skin tones go in and out of fashion you know like as gross as that sounds to even say out loud like I think we can all see how that's been happening absolutely yeah so so that's one thing and then the other thing is I think the hopeful side of me and and I do think there's some backing for this like things in terms of maybe a reduction in fat phobia slightly I know things are still bad out there but like there is some there have been some strides made I think in terms of yeah for sure just in my own lived experience of of like growing up in the tabloid culture and stuff like I remember seeing like the extremes of photoshop and also just like the heroin chic of it all Mm-hmm. Like I remember seeing at one point a um, just a, like a spread of these models, and it actually looked like they were drawings or something. Like it was actually surreal how much people were just chipping away at their form with Photoshop in a way that they didn't even look real anymore. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and I don't think I'm even communicating like like the extent of what I'm seeing in my mind, but it was just surreal. Like at the time, I feel like we were all kind of brainwashed to be like, oh. Amanda Bynes is fat you know what I mean or like oh yeah anyone was fat and so that was kind of the the headspace but even within that headspace seeing these people and being like that's it's weird like like 
not that skinny people are weird, but you know what I mean? Like just the extent that they were, anyway, I'm again, just getting a loss to my words, but it was pretty bad out there, obviously still bad out here, but I do kind of hope that some of the progress that's been made in terms of visibility of differing body types and like these kinds of things might offer like an interesting opportunity for the return of this aesthetic. Like maybe we will see more people who aren't like real thin wearing skinny or, um, low rise yes, jeans and like low rise jeans maybe that can just be appreciated for what for whatever you know like I, I don't know yes and I also want to clarify I don't think that I can't wear low rise jeans because right of my tummy or anything like that I think it's a comfort thing yeah dude for sure. like I I don't think it's like a like I can't wear it because I don't have like a concave yeah. tummy or whatever <laughs> I think sure. it's like because yeah I'm like i would like my pants to sit where they currently sit. Absolutely. It's so like comforting. Com- yeah. Like the high rise pants I find are. Yes. Like yeah. Like, yeah, totally, totally. But yeah, 100%. I guess we'll just wait and see. Yeah. But yeah. I know. It's just funny how you're right. Like it started with like, oh, chokers are back. Or like, yeah. um, yeah, those fucking clips that we talked about are back. And then it was like, oh no, being like super fucking skinny is back. <laughs> like, Surprise. Like, <laughs> Literally, it was like, you you couldn't have stopped at like, yeah, tie dye. You had to to go to this. So funny. We should move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. Okay, for sure. Is there anything else you wanted to say about? Hopefully we all just take time to love ourselves. You know, these body body trends are crazy. Like everyone is just fine the way they are. Like... (laughs) Yeah, anyway, literally. Just a literally. little bright yes. spot at the end. Like, I think I'm almost yeah. by myself, but, you know, I think that's 100%. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, literally. yeah, yeah. Your body's, like, not a trend. It doesn't come and go. Because, okay, last thing, and then I we will literally <laughs> move on. But, okay. like, yes, because I remember when I was a kid, big boobs were really in, like, right. Carmen Electra, Pam Anderson, For like, sure. blah, blah, blah. And then... Then it was, like, mosquito bite, like, no boobs, Mm -hmm. flat as a board, like, girls were in. And then big boobs were back with Kim and stuff like that. And now I feel like it's going to, like, no boobs. And it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, I just love boobs. Yeah. Like, like what's that absolute fuck? Like, it's just... Yeah. But it's, like, when you do get older, I guess you do gain that perspective of, like... Of, like... How cyclical things are. Yes, and like how now I can see back that it's like okay, so at certain points in time, both boobs and having no, like smaller boobs were both in. Yeah. So like I can love and appreciate like both. Yeah, totally. Well said. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, this is the part of the show where Cicely is going to nominate a pettyweight champion of the week, who is someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Cicely, who are you nominating this week? Okay, I'm just bringing up the picture. Um, so I was really doing a think, you know? I was really not sure what to bring up. I w- honestly, I started to research, like, old petty beefs between, like, oh, like Miley and Mandy and um, oh, Selena Demi and, and Demi. Yes, Demi. Because oh. <laughs> I was thinking, like, on What theme. a time. I know. So yes. honorable mention, oh. uh, love that for them. And... Um, but anyway, but then I happened to across just some Instagram post that I think is kind of a cute instance, or maybe just an interesting one. But basically, the star of the week is Lucas Gage, who I'm not particularly familiar with. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Or no, I okay. was thinking Lucas Gr- Grabiel or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. But no, yeah. Ryan. Ryan um, from High School Musical. Oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, where is he at? Because I want to catch up. Like, how's he doing? <laughs> I hope he's thriving. Um, okay, but no, yeah, this this too. individual is an actor, and he I know him from Euphoria. He plays that person who is just like. Tw- tormented and taunted by Nate Jacobs. I mean, who isn't in that show? But but he was the guy who Nate Jacobs, like, literally just beat to a pulp a couple times. Oh, my God. And right? yes, because um, Nate blamed him for... Dating Maddie or um, something? Yes, yes. Hooking up with Maddie in the pool. It was consensual, but he said... Yeah, it yes. wasn't. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, yes. so that individual. So he... It was a Twitter interaction where... I, I don't really know the background. I probably should have looked this up, but I guess no. Um, we do no research. Okay, good. Like, <laughs> I, I feel yeah, like I'm with my people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. basically, it seems that he has been hired to play someone, an LGBTQ uh, character of some yes. kind. And so someone tweeted, "If Hollywood can stop hiring non-LGBTQIA plus actors." like at Lucas Gage to play LGBTQIA plus characters, that would be great. He has played four so far, one was enough. And then he responded, you don't know my alphabet. <laughs> and then they, someone else re- quote, like responded and said, then please enlighten the whole world. And then he responded, no, with a heart. Which <laughs> 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 I think is so cute. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so <laughs> funny. Oh my god. Because I also saw this kind of happening with um, the Heartstopper show. I really like that show. And one of yes, Kit yes. Connor. There's been a lot of speculation. Yes. And um, yeah, I definitely, yeah. I definitely can. I mean, it's not really even. Yeah, like I can see um, the tendency to want to keep production companies in check. You know what I mean? Because yes, they're absolutely they're crazy. Absolutely. They, they've been so. Yeah, so for for a lot of reasons, but um, yes. but it is also kind of funny how it ends up um, putting a real spotlight on people to stake their identity, you know, when maybe that's not one hundred necessary. <laughs> like it's it is really funny to be like, um, we want queer characters to be played by queer people and then it's like but I'm assuming you're hetero yeah <laughs> like, like, like how do you know like, <laughs> yeah it's like but I'm gonna make the assumption that everyone is hetero yeah um because they haven't yeah said anything they haven't come out to the public or whatever For so sure. it's like weird because it's it's also not cool to assume that everyone is hetero if they haven't come out. But yeah, it's so funny how that's like (laughs) where we're at. That's so funny. And like Lucas Gage, you're so right. You really don't owe it it to this Twitter troll. But yeah, it's funny how like people who are like seemingly progressive or like left-leaning or whatever Mm -hmm. can still be a troll on the fucking internet. Yeah. (laughs) I think it, it seems to me it's like you kind of forget that you're not owed certain things from celebrities you know yes and, oh and that's my a broader God. conversation it's not just about identity but but yeah it's sort of funny that that sort of tendency to because I definitely can get why that why people want to hold production companies accountable or are feeling mistrust towards the processes that yeah these history shows. says like, yeah history <laughs> says that yes that they're not caring if yeah um yes 100 percent. so it's like yes I understand that and then like yeah but it 
It's just cute, hey? It is. It's a phenomenal use of the no heart. Yes. (laughs) Extremely good use of that. (laughs) 100%. Because that's another thing is like we also don't need to over explain ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like women. I feel like like, yeah, we just if someone asks us a question or like or not us and like I don't want to like generalize but like I feel like for me it's like if someone asks us a question or we give a reason like I can't come into work today Mm -hmm. I will tell you like I'm shitting myself currently yes yes (laughs) like my temperature is 102 these are the times that I have gone to the bathroom like please believe me yeah, like, this is, like, the amount of Tylenol I've taken, like, all of this stuff. Like, this is why I like, can't come to work. Um, but also, you can just be, like, no heart. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm not going to be there, so good luck. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and I also oh, think my God. it kind of, I don't know, in some ways, to me, it kind of starts to feel like it just further reinforces some kind of binary between, like, gay people and not gay people, you know? <laughs> the The idea that, like, yeah there's something there like I just think it's kind of an interesting it ends up I think being less productive than it seems on the surface you know yeah and like so I don't know it's just making a lot of assumptions about people based off of like very little information and it's like maybe moving in the right direction but also like not at all like I don't know know. (laughs) for sure it's a bit of both I think I mean I don't I think it yeah it's just an interesting little moment I think that's happening now more and more because even kit connor i saw it was a few weeks ago so i didn't use this one but he had tweeted um something to the effect of like oh wow like you guys know my sexuality better than i do hey (laughs) and i I thought that was also very like a nice little petty moment because it is a good reminder it's like you know they're celebrities like we don't know them let them live i don't know (laughs) yeah absolutely and it's like yeah, you also, you know how nuanced you are as a yeah. person. So then it's interesting how, and like I do this on the podcast all the time because it's mm-hmm. easier to talk about. Like it's tough to talk about the gray areas or like what you don't know sure. or whatever. But like, but like for, yeah, it's like you know how nuanced you are as a person. But then when you see a celebrity, it's just like, oh, it's black or white. Like, for sure. And that's, <laughs> yeah, not fair at all. So as a person who who really just like, <laughs> doesn't practice what she preaches you know anyways. what it's a good little reminder this is like a stop on the on the on the way a little truly. moment truly but that's my pettyweight champion of the week sweet lucas gage <laughs> shout out maybe i'll rewatch that euphoria episode just and yeah, yeah, him, yeah you know like you can do this show some support <laughs> she had a bad in that show i don't even remember how so story ended but it was bad, bad. Yeah, I think it um, ended like him bleeding on the floor and or no, Sash going to jail. For, oh, dude. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because framed. then, yeah, he was framed for Maddie's assault dude. Fr- that Nate did. Yeah. So fucking dark. Dark. Yeah. Anyway, so I but... won't be rewatching, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll find another way to support. For sure. Okay, it's time for This Week in Petty, where the guest shares a story about something that happened in real life that they are petty about. What are you petty about this week? Okay, so this one, like I mentioned, that I'm new to a city, so I don't have as much of a robust social network here <laughs> yet, yeah. which is fine. So mine, I'm just kind of petty about Instagram. <laughs> 
so god sam i this week i you probably had it too but there was a glitch where it was making you rewatch a, a person's story every time they yes from the start. yes and I- Yes, and I was going fucking crazy. Literally. Like, holy shit. Oh, my God. And the funny thing is, I was like, I wouldn't put it past them. They probably are doing this for, like, I bet this is just an update. Like, I kind of yeah. have lost a lot of, like, not that I really had faith in Instagram, but I, I don't really totally, like the, di- totally. the direction it's going. So I was kind of like, yeah. oh, like, is this how it's going to be? But then I found it was a glitch, so that was good. Um, so there's that little element of things. The timeline, I think, is so frustrating now because it's not in chronological I don't think it's been in chronological order for a while but it feels especially irregular now I don't know if you feel that yeah absolutely and like literally it'll be like one person that I follow and then it'll be like 12 people I should follow literally ads oh my god and then I like it and then I'm like this isn't even a person I follow yeah (laughs) And also I find like I'll then later see someone like I feel like it's not showing me everyone I know. Like it shows me way more people like there are people posting stuff who I am following who don't show up on my timeline consistently, which is kind of interesting. Um, Another kind of little thing is I went to like (laughs) as much as I'm ragging on it, I did post on Instagram. Okay, (laughs) so I posted like a like an actual post and. I was listening to music on my Bluetooth, and as I went to post it, it cut off my Bluetooth whenever I pressed, like, post, which I never had happen before, and I just felt it was so annoying. Like, I was like, I'm not posting a video. Like, I don't understand why it does that now, which is just literally just such a little petty annoyance, but I was like, I hate this. (laughs) It's gone so downhill. Literally. And then another thing, (laughs) and another thing, (laughs) literally, is, um, this is an old one, but why I believe when Zuck took it over, the place mm-hmm. that used to be the explore button has changed to the shopping button, which is just such a like predatory capitalist move. Like it's so, it's so bad. Fucked. Yeah. It's so also who is shopping on Instagram? Literally, dude. I've never clicked that fucking tab because it's like I don't want to see like I only shop on my laptop because yes. you want to see the picture in like big like you yeah you don't want to see like a shirt in like a tiny little phone you want to like yeah and then you have to go through Uh, like you click on the thing and then you click like I've yeah on the explore page things have come up that are selling things and I'll press I'll press through and it just takes it's such a wild goose chase and it's like 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 I said before it just feels like social media gets worse the more money people make off of it yeah (laughs) like not like individual creators or things but like the corporation like the uh yeah the tech people, not even the tech, you know what I'm saying. Um, yes. And it has been interesting experiencing the handover to Zuckerberg, you know, because it definitely feels mm-hmm. like Facebook is basically just boomers and right-wing media, right? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have a Facebook, but it's not, I don't, yeah, it's not really a thing. And I feel like Instagram may be heading that way because it is kind of, for me, becoming really frustrating to be on there. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't use my personal one at all. Yeah. Like, I am, like, only on my podcast one. For sure. I'm just, I'm just popping off, like. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. It's interesting, too, because I almost feel, like, in a a strange position with that reality, because I have, like, years of pictures that I really cherish on Instagram, and I'm, like, I guess that was the same for Facebook at a time. Like, I've kind of aged past where they were really special. Like, the pictures are special to me, too, but I don't know. Instagram for so long was so, like, curated. Like, I remember saying, like, do it for the gram, which is so 
cheesy, but it, it was part of my life at some point, sort of using that saying. And, and so um, in some ways, it's like being held hostage where I'm like, this weird corporation has taken over my photo album. Like, <laughs> I feel the exact same way. Like, I really want to delete my Facebook. Yeah. Because it's like, why? I don't even use it. I honestly even consider deleting my personal Instagram. That's fair. Because I don't need like f- fucking 500 accounts. And like, I need the my podcast one for sure. So like, yeah. I, and like, I'm just on it way more. So, but then it's like, you also have a better experience on it because you're using it more. And so your algorithm is like better right. and shit. So yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah, but you're right about, like, how your relationship changes with it because, like, I'm never on, like, the Instagram Explore page. No. But, like, TikTok, I'm, like, chronically on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I should be setting those limits. Yeah, I dude. Of, like, I, one hour. Like, <laughs> I recently did set a limit, and I consistently go past the limit. Like, I always am like, oh, well, same. whatever. <laughs> same. Literally same. I did that once one day in, like, 2020. And right. I was like, I've this is all I have. Like, I can't <laughs> this is my, this is, this is my life. Like I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. ready to learn about something and then say, I read an article about it, but it was actually a TikTok. <laughs> it was a one minute TikTok yeah. that I watched 30 seconds of. Perfect. Yeah, that's, that's me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is really interesting of like, you're right. Like just the way we like revered Facebook mm. and then the way we revered Instagram. And now it's just probably TikTok. I guess so. Well, I was going to sort of ask you if you had a if you had a petty moment. I think like the the thing that I'm just generally petty about. Yes. Go on. It, which is also this week is just how shitty the weather has been. Right. And yeah. no one no one wants to listen to this because like <laughs> no one wants to talk about the weather weather so I'll just like wrap her up but like holy fuck I have the worst seasonal depression. Oh, yeah. Not the worst but like bad. And then it's fucking June. It's literally almost the end of June, and I have I've worn a I've worn a pair of shorts twice this year. Brutal, so brutal. I think yeah. that, and like I live in the mildest city in Canada. I think that like that's the part that like always gets me is like, but I live in like the only place you could, and yeah. you wanted to stay in Canada, but have nice weather. So yeah, I'm just petty about the fucking rain. Like it's pouring rain for sure. No, it definitely is. And when I, I recently went back to BC to visit and, and everyone yeah. was like, everyone was talking about the weather, of course. And and so that was kind of funny too, is just coming in into the context. Everyone, yeah, everyone's yeah. peeved. <laughs> everyone's peeved. And it's so funny. I was talking to a friend about like how just the scripts we go through of like, it's like four seasons in one day or like, yeah. I don't know what to wear. Like, <laughs> just like. <laughs> so cute. Those yeah. like things that you just like, say to people like how many times have I been like because I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt today for the listeners and like I've been like I'm in a long sleeve shirt and pants and it's June like it's just like, aye, aye, aye. you have with people <laughs> yeah like oh yeah that's so or like it's a glimpse cute. of sun and everyone's like short like tanning weather like, <laughs> bring me along it's happening yeah like, fuck uh wow. yeah so mother nature Come on, do us a solid. We need some sunshine and some heat. Let's go. Okay, I think that's it. This was so fun. I feel like we ran the fucking gambit of (laughs) topics. Holy shit. There's something here for everyone, probably. I hope. Maybe. We'll see. That's the hope. (laughs) I hope you felt some social connection with us. (laughs) You're in the room with us. 
in our minds. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. We're not even in the same room together. No. But this is my only social interaction for the day. Same girl. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe. <laughs> Saturdays. Am I right? <laughs> but I feel you. I feel you. And what a nice social attraction it's been. I know. It's oh. so nice catching up with you. Absolutely. I wish I was in town when you were in Victoria, but That's another okay. time. I think I'll hopefully move back that way eventually soon. I hope so too. I really hope so. And so, just so you know, listeners, I'm hopefully gonna move that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're like goodbye. Okay, anyway. Wrap up. <laughs> literally. Oh. Do you want to plug anything on social media? Um, literally, no. Like, I'm just a citizen. But <laughs> thank you. I, I guess I'll say like, just being on the podcast early days and then coming back, it is really cool to see Tori do something that she really loves and and get better at it progressively so if you're listening and you haven't subscribed to tori do that <laughs> subscribe do a little po- like a little podcast called rtbp it's hopefully yeah. good hopefully you've enjoyed this so it's sound subscribe. off in the reviews exactly also if you think Cicely should start with social commentary <laughs> uh youtube channel or podcast also dm me and i'll pass them on to her okay? love that <laughs> thank you so much for coming on no problem and there you have it thank you so much for listening and thank you to Cicely for joining me on today's episode if you enjoyed the episode or the podcast in general you can leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Uh, you can DM me your thoughts and share it with a friend who you think would like it as well and of course go watch Ever After. (laughs) Okay, I hope you all are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.